We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. It's good to be back, everybody. Yeah, because we make deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, <laughs> and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, and of course, the woman of the hour, Sharon D, aka Blazing Gardner. <laughs> I'm ready for the applause. I wrote these notes. Let me see. When was the last edit? S edited June 15th. It is now July 29th. <laughs> I did not realize it was that long ago. So what most people don't know, the reason why we did this long hiatus and now, I mean, hopefully you've seen the interviews we put out in the meantime with uh, Jenna Elfman. That was episode 140. Uh, we recently put out our interview with Bobby Grace, a.k.a. Ranger Samuels from Fear the Walking Dead. That was episode 141. We just did that last night, right? I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That was um, nice. Yeah, so the audio and the video is out for replay and all that stuff, so you can enjoy that now, and I'll probably include that in the in the blog too. But uh, yeah, so the reason why why we haven't done this episode is mm, two reasons. Let's be real here. One, the actual reason is right around the fifteenth. I was closing on on a new place, which you're seeing kind of in the background here right now. This is the podcast studio, which my wife says hates when I call podcast studio because <laughs> it's the second bedroom. <laughs> then I had to do all these different things. Uh, before I moved out. And so we were packing, we were packing things up, etc. cetera. Uh, August 1st rolls around and we're like, oh, we're not ready to move yet. And so that was, we had to extend our lease, or not our lease, uh, extend our, our current rental place for like another week or two, uh, another week. And then moving day, and then moving in, and then unpacking, and then we're still not unpacked, of course, of course. But uh, but we're, we were at a certain point where we can actually start, like for example, well, the Jenna Elfman thing, uh, the interview. We, we I think it was still at the old apartment, so that was on the first. Uh, the Bobby Grace interview, though, was on. We did that on the twentieth, and thank God. Uh, I think I, I was ready for the first proposed date when we for I think from when we wanted to record. You know, I just I just set up that section of this room, and I was like, oh, okay. We <laughs> we, could do, we could do our interviews. We can maybe even get a podcast out. So, and then, you know, we're finally at the point where like, okay, we did all this stuff. We're lining up all these interviews. We, we just did another interview um, two nights ago. Uh, another segment that we're going to be doing. I'll explain in the post show what it is because I, I should have done this in the pre-show. Uh, another interview segment. Not celebs, but something else. We'll get into that when we're ready to present it. But that's going to be pretty fun. And so it's about time we just sit down and actually do the thing that we are bread and butter, you know, breaking down episodes <laughs> with you. So I'm happy to be here with you. As you can tell, the you know the training wheels are are back on a little bit. You know, there's a feeling of like, oh, how do we do this thing again? I, I don't know. Do you have your notes? What are notes? I have no idea. Took them a month and a half ago. <laughs> so here we are. I'm happy to be here with you guys though, and especially you guys, Sharony, being on the show. You know, is a nice little treat. You know, with the stable internet, the Riverside is where it is right now. It's great. It's great. We're very Yay. lucky to have you. Thank you. You know, let's start with this. What was your favorite part about that episode? My John and June heart is going to say when June referenced the St. Louis bar razor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I was like, yeah, I squealed. But I guess in terms of like, you know, actual happenings, I, I like that Dwight and Sherry kind of, yes, I totally flipped my script on Sherry. Yeah. Lots <laughs> happened in a month and a half. <laughs> yes. Yep. When she shot the ender and said, thanks, uh, enjoy the view, asshole. I was like, okay. <laughs> I am a fan. But we're now. putting that me. that assholeness of Sherry yes. to good use, is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I totally. So I, I really enjoyed their 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 segment. I think most of all, really, which is I know that crazy, is that's pretty yeah. cool. That's really no, that's really really yeah. cool. 
I mean, those scenes with them gave some res- some incredible resolution to like some of the kind of iffiness we all felt. Like, and me trying mm. to make cover. Well, you know, Negan raped a lot of people. <laughs> like, well, but then she kind of put it. She's like, yeah, why did I waste so much time? And like, you really kind of felt like we've all been mm. in this spot where like, yeah, I could have not maybe focused on this too much and maybe enjoyed the time I had with whomever or what or whichever pet or like, right? Like, so. Mm. What about you, Rach? If you had to think of something. You're going to laugh at me. <laughs> right before right before Raleigh dies, he kills this walker in this really cool way. Yes. And that the, was well, this way. Was- <laughs> he goes like this. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's like, Duh! and he like has this like stance for a half a second. And I'm like, Arr! and then Daniel kills him. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was really cool. Where you get this kind of like, you're like, oh, this makes me feel tingly down there. Huh? What? And then like a moment later, you're like, oh, should I not have felt tingly? Daniel? Daniel? <laughs> Daniel's the, the cooter police, apparently. <laughs> when was the last time you heard anybody call it a cooter? Anyway. I don't. That's a turtle in the south. <laughs> a furry turtle. For real. For real. A turtle. I like turtles. Uh, it just has hair on it. I oh. like cooter. <laughs> <laughs> how di- how different would that meme have been <laughs> if that's what he said, right? I like cooters. <laughs> I like turtles. That would have been even funnier. And then he did the eyebrow thing. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Skull kid <laughs> with your eyebrows. Ew. But now, Don't do that, small child. You know what's Ew. so funny? Like, okay, and think about how long ago that was taken. And, and now this kid's like, a, this kid is a grown adult, like 20, probably 23 years old or something now. <laughs> Can you imagine him saying, I love turtles? Like, in a character. He should. Deadpan. He should, he should do it. He should do same it. Same haircut, mm-hmm. same makeup. Oh, wait, wait, what's what's my favorite part? I have no fucking idea. I felt really, like, almost crying like when john is like listen little girl you don't have to do this like and then it's the camera just goes right to his face goes i forgive you for for killing my boy and i'm like i wasn't expecting that like part of me was like you know it'd be really cool like in my head like you know it'd be really cool is if they if is if they came up to him and said you know it isn't it isn't too late and you are forgiven like they're they're gonna kill the fuck out of that little girl and i'm like (laughs) but then i'm like you know when it happened i'm like I, i shook a little bit i'm like oh my god oh my god and then June comes in and says, I forgive you too. And I just, I felt like really, really like emotional. I was like, holy shit. But first, because they're acknowledging the fact that like, you know, you got it. You just got a bad fucking break. And, and John got caught up in that. And then like, by the way, having a month and a half to digest this season finale reveals a lot of things like, okay, you know, things like where John has said, you know, I, I'm not meant for this world. You know, us analyzing him in our live stream about, you know, what if Dakota was, uh, John Sr.'s granddaughter, right? Well, that theory doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but but when we were talking about that, we're like, we were saying like, okay, John, in a sense, and he's admitted this every now and again, like, you know, I'm just a guy that kind of walked into this apocalypse here. And like, I'm not like you people. A- am I really equipped for this, this world? You know, Dakota kind of takes it upon herself in that moment. And this is where we start to get into a little analysis, but like Dakota herself is, is saying yes to both. It's like, yes, I got a bad break, but yes, I am going to be, going to stick to who I am. Like, like what Teddy said, I am this person that does this thing. This is is what I had to become to to survive this world, you know, to, to 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 feel like I could be free. I made those mistakes. I got to own up to them. The first thing that you had said to me after you watched the show was like, "I felt bad for Dakota." I'm not sure you were supposed to say that out loud. That was sort of <laughs> no, a secret. I- <laughs> 
I, I have admitted that in public. It did. It, I mean, I did feel did, bad yeah. for her. I did. I felt, and it, it was. I felt bad for her because she was alone. She felt alone, even though there were people that would have taken her in and, and cared for her and loved her. She didn't feel that she was ever going to have that. She was just felt totally alone at the end. And that made me feel bad. I did feel bad for her. I'm still glad she's dead. Yeah, exactly. I'm still glad she's dead, but... <laughs> you know what? She's with Madison now. Um, you know, June, June and... Uh, and her mom. June and, June and Senior are better people than I am, because I'm like, I'm, I'm not forgiving you. Sorry. That's the beauty about that last scene, is that like she doesn't want your forgiveness. It's like, it's like it's nice. It's great that... That was for us. That was literally for mm. us. For our characters to acknowledge, okay, we get it. You got a raw deal, and mm. you made. You, what were you supposed to do? You you worked. You're a kid who worked with what she had at the time. What little knowledge and experience that you had to try to get your ass out of the situation. I also want to um, point out that their willingness to forgive her saved them because that's how they found the bunker that they ended up saving their lives in. Yes, agreeing with you 100% anyway. But like the first thing that happened, I remember, was was one of the two, obviously I think it was John Sr. because he came out first, shooting the gun out of Teddy's hand and that hit the thing on the mm-hmm. floor right away. Mm-hmm. But what it was is exactly what it was, was when it gave them enough leeway with Dakota to be able to explain to her that Teddy isn't in it for, he's not doing this for you. He's not doing any of this. You're not in the equation, only only in as much as you're a diff- another key to turn as part of the, the nuclear uh, sequence. Nuclear destruction sequence, whatever it is. I mean, even I was suckered by Teddy, right? Like, when you think about it, you're like, because first of all, okay, let's address this part because this is going to be gross. But I love the choices and I... I I want to say, I want to think that this is a John Clover choice because I don't think the guys, the boys, <laughs> are, are daring enough to choose what John Glover chose to do, like with Zoe Coletti, like to kind of do the grooming thing, like where he's kind of all creepy and all on top of her and shit, right? Maybe. <laughs> Can we talk about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> I mean, I it's creepy. It was creepy. But it was like... <clears throat> It makes sense. It made me wonder if if that's how he was with all of his victims back in the 70s. You know, that's how he treated them before he embalmed them. Right. I think that was supposed to, what you were supposed to think too, right? Like you're, you're supposed to be Good transported job. to like, oh, this is my old stomping grounds. This And you know what? Okay, we have now the foresight of having seen a little taste of season seven, and which is good because then we can actually, it further explains this behavior because it turns out that this bunker is where he took all his victims, most likely. But that's, ugh. you can tell this is like him falling back into this pattern, right? Oh, another one of my victim ladies. Oh, come back to my bunker and you know we'll, we'll do some embalming <laughs> together after you turn the key yeah what was your first reaction what your initial reaction when you saw like some of this behavior like i think you saw a little bit of it in the car and then like when you started seeing him grab her hand like um kiss it like also in the at the beginning of uss pennsylvania when they're in the yeah and they're talking to each other and he's like reaching out and caressing her face yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah yeah i'm glad that they gradually kind of kind of eased us into this behavior because ugh. Well, it's just, it's more layers for us to dislike Teddy. Like just, just when you think you can side with it, like you were saying, you're like, I'm, I'm buying it, you know, here you go here. Here's why you don't want to buy it. So we're going to remind you that Teddy's actually gross and creepy. So focus on the gross and creepiness. Right. Right. Cause like by the time, what was it? Is is USS Pennsylvania still where we had the coal interaction or was it just, was that the episode just beforehand? That was was the episode before. Okay. So Mm -hmm. because by that, by the end of that episode, you're almost really, really impressed with Teddy. Like he's just so smart. He's like, this is that. So then USS Pennsylvania comes around. You're like, Oh, or extremely lucky. Yeah. Yeah. But he seems to know exactly what to say 
they do, like his plan is working. I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. Alicia, you're the hero. God, you know, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you, oh, there we go. Done. Done. My plan is, a, is a, it's working. So, and then, you know, you as Pennsylvania comes around, you're like, oh, oh, I don't know if I like this now. But like, we want that to happen to us. We, we beg for the rug to be swept from out from an under, underneath us. And this is like, you know, oh, you made a huge mistake by thinking you kind of liked him. <laughs> <laughs> it should have clued Dakota in that he was caressing her the same way he was caressing the corpse and mother. So, mm, good point. And we still don't really know who that was, too. Like, it wasn't his mom. Was it one of his victims? Right? This is like a, some one of the other things we said. I think it had to be. Otherwise, he was taking a chance that there was even a woman in there. Right. What if he opened it and it was a dude? <laughs> oh, uh, father. I would really like to know what was cut out of the episode because I have seen a bunch of stills. Production stills. That were not in the show. Mm-hmm. And I um, I did ask and was told that they couldn't talk about it. So. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think that may have been from reshoots or like at the time or? or- I think it's just stuff that got edited out. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to wait for the DVDs. DVDs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shit. You know, and that's like one of those things that I may want to get now. Mm. <laughs> Genuinely. Let's think about this out loud. Do, do I care as much about the unedited director's cuts, scenes that were cut out from like The Walking Dead versus the Fear the Walking Dead? I think Fear the Walking Dead has that mystique about it in some ways. Whereas like The Walking Dead, okay, there's a source material that they're, they're following. I don't really care so much about the, the deleted scenes as much. At the time when, when, we were, when the deleted scenes were kind of coming out and they had the DVDs. Mm. Yeah, you'd want to watch it because like oh what didn't make it you know like this new show uh, what is it about oh why didn't it make it why do you think they didn't make it but like you know now we're in season eight season nine season 10 season 11 like i don't really care i don't really care about the yeah. deleted scenes of walking dead really uh, what could they have possibly deleted they're not finding their footing anymore right so like anything that's taken out yeah. it's like it really doesn't matter it's like oh we're just we're just adding a minute here for no reason we're taking out a minute there gotcha. unless it's something that really drives the story because I mean I feel like from the from the look of the deleted I'm just going to fear but the look of the deleted scenes with with June and senior there looks like there's there is something tense going on between them and um, like I feel like maybe that would have informed on the scenes later a little bit more given us more insight into what what they were doing because I'm not saying it's not it's not organic but it seems like they jumped to hey let's forgive her really fast you know you know so like where where did that where where did they go from being on the sub together to forgiving Dakota and Teddy? I see what, you're what happened in between there. Yeah, is, was so, there a discussion so like that was the, had? You're saying right. So the deleted scenes to me that that does matter because I'd like to know what the hell happened in between the submarine and then finding Teddy and right, Dakota. That little, that that little powwow that they must have had. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, here's what we're gonna I say. Wanna see, we're totally lying. <laughs> I want to see how Teddy and Riley made it out of the sub past Dory Senior without being yeah. killed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They knew we were coming. They knew, well, I mean, I remember like when Daniel actually got Riley, he was saying how, oh, that's how they knew we were coming. It's it was this Raleigh asshole. <laughs> so something must have made it so that Riley could get away in order to Yeah, that's that's really But they were already there. Like right. our group was there at the sub and I mean, I don't I don't know anything about subs. Is there more than one door? Maybe they just used a different door. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably was another hatch they could have gone out, but yeah. how did they get past everybody? I don't know. I just don't know. Nobody was left on the beach. They couldn't catch them after. I don't know. Well, and then, you know, when, know. when all the chaos started happening, I think, you know, people like, um, I was going to say Bridget, <laughs> like Rachel, 
you know, just said, oh, fuck this. I'm at, I got a kid. I'm going, I'm booking, you know, so that's, which explains kind of like why she was alone. It's another thing I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get to, but yeah. And so you're right. How did everybody get out? And where was everybody too? Hmm. Man, a month and a half kind of makes you forget a couple details. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, half the group was at the Naval base. And then everybody else was in the sub that we saw, so... Right, which we got to see a little bit of insight of them leaving. The the basement is all Asana for walkers and whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the naval base. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing, and this is one of the things that I thought, you know, they gave me a little bit of a month and a half to kind of think about, right? This episode obviously felt a little bit disjointed, you know, and I think they did the the best job possible given their COVID restrictions, right? I don't mean to compare this to Tennessee, the episode of Tennessee, because Tennessee had the extra... I'm not going to say misfortune of, but the extra label or disclaimer of saying, hey, these are filler episodes. We know these are filler episodes. These are filler episodes. They will move the story forward, but like an inch, not like a foot. But like given the differences between what they had to do from episodes eight through 16, you're kind of like, were these filmed during COVID? It wasn't until this Mm -hmm. last episode where I kind of really felt it. There's a little bit of continuity issue, like with Riley, Mm -hmm. a little bit, not continuity, but we don't know. And they must have either, like you said, Sharon D, they must have taken, hacked this thing to bits because it was already pretty long. Yeah, it was definitely longer. Or it's, it's a COVID thing and it's kind of like, oh, you know, we could have done this a little bit better, but you know, we figured the audience was smart enough. Fuck you. We're not that, what is it? Season four? (laughs) We need Squawking Dead (laughs) to bring it down. Come on. <laughs> Which, you know, honestly, if we weren't there, I wouldn't have understood what the fuck we were talking about right From uh, USS Pennsylvania, I noticed an interesting uh, little thing. We watched JD and, the, and Mother the night before last, and then last night we watched USS Pennsylvania and the finale. I noticed that Strand, like with Daniel, cost Morgan time. The difference is, with Daniel, Strand did it for selfish reasons. With Morgan, he was trying to save Morgan's life to keep him from going in the damn super contaminated... The room with all the... the, yeah. But the outcome was, was even worse. He still made Morgan too late, and Morgan still didn't get there in time to save everybody. I just thought that was an interesting parallel with, with Strand and season, I guess it was season three with Ophelia. I don't really remember. I don't know the details. On okay, that that's one, what but. I thought too. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure exactly which season we're talking about, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I had a feeling you were talking about that. Yeah. Too, and too late to, to, to be with Ophelia. Too late to, oh, which is something, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It's hard to forgive for Victor for that, which I thought mm-hmm. they could have mentioned maybe in, in um, Handle with Care. Like just say, you know, you made me, you made me late for this. And also, well, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, Madison also kind of made, made him late a little bit, which is why he was mad with her but um but she's not around to, to chastise <laughs> ever she's dead she's gone <laughs> she's in the ground or in the air whatever dust whatever ash right she's, she's one with the she's universe ash now everything's ash <laughs> one one with the universe <laughs> listen this is coming from a madistan i'm kidding <laughs> I know reality. Typical Morgan, though, and that's the that's the thing. Like typical Morgan means, you know, try as you might, you you will you'll 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 realize it too late, and shit's gonna happen. Which, yeah. Speaking of you're figuring it out too late. Hey, how did you feel when uh, Morgan said "I love you" to Grace and started kissing her face, mouth? <laughs> You know, finally, Jeepers. I think you. I think you have a bigger reaction. Yeah, well, you can see in the reaction video, which I, I released <laughs> yeah. a month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figures, right? Too little, too late. Yeah, to yeah. Morgan. Exactly, exactly. Listen, this is why I like um, the character. Is is just he, if he's nothing if not consistent, consistently late. Do you know your reaction mimic is is mirrors exactly the way I felt about when when Alpha was beating the fuck out of Daryl. Do you remember that? And I was like, you know, I kept saying things about Daryl. I'm like, okay, roll eyes, roll eyes, who cares? 
And all of a sudden, Daryl's like bleeding from his face and Alpha's like just totally dominating this fight, sort of, right? And then I'm like, oh, oh no, I don't know. Oh, I, no, 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 I feel bad about everything I, did, I said previously. Oh gosh. Like you see the, the sweeping pan shot of showing Grace, <laughs> then then Morgan, and then the gun behind his head. Like You're like, okay, <laughs> chop, chop. It's like, let's go, let's it's like go. waiting for Carl to die. Come on already. Okay. Kick but, the bucket already. For real. For real. Grace, don't you want to wait and at least see where the bombs land before you kill yourself? You could be in a pocket that doesn't get hit. Again, let's go back to Daenerys. Wait and see what happens before you make this rash decision. Yeah. Right. Or oh, you're saying in reference to John? Or, yes. Okay. okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our earlier conversation that the unedited folks will right, have. Right, yeah. Way yeah. great promo. <laughs> At ko-fi.com slash dead, you can get our unedited episodes. What we say before the show, what we say and cut out between the show so we don't get canceled. And the post-show, <laughs> which basically consists of, Dave, I need to sleep already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying, but she says this on the show. I don't. She says like I don't want to have to live through this. That's one. But two, Mm -hmm. has she fully recovered from losing? You know, her pseudo unborn child. You know, and here's Morgan just totally enabling her with suicide. Like he doesn't even go. No, let's let's think about this for a minute, Grace. Let's let's talk it out. He's like, no, let's say okay, let's do it. You know. You know, and, like, and I, what? I see his, I, I see his, tired. yeah, yeah, he's that's tired. the thing. That's what got me. Like, I was more surprised by that. Like Morgan going, you know, I keep doing, but how should I be? Because, okay, we see this throughout the season, Morgan attempting to do the same thing over and over again. And then he goes, no, wait, hold on, hold on. I can't keep doing this over and over again. Alicia, you're right. You know, things like that, that we would know, we'd put a pin in and say, oh, when Morgan changes his mind, finally, oh, when Morgan realizes it's not all about him. And then getting that huge wake up call with Victor, you know, saying, you know, you're always making this about you. You know, it doesn't have to be all about you. And like, even if a guy is wrong, or like Victor is wrong about his motivations and why, why he ultimately kicked him into the into the horde of walkers, which I I heard an earful of from on Reddit. Like, only Morgan can get out of that motherfucking shit alive. I was like, okay, calm down. It's Morgan. Plot armor. Okay. Might be the one and only time Reddit agrees with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But but in spite of like what it was, how shitty it was, all the shitty reasons Morgan. Uh, sorry, Victor did what he did. He was right. And I think Morgan knows he was right. Like after being told, it's not just about you. It's not about you. You know, (laughs) when a friend is an asshole, but they're they're still right about this one other completely different thing, but he's such an asshole. You don't want to acknowledge it. Okay. That's what that is. Like, yeah. And I think Morgan recognized that. Okay. Like, you know, when the bombs are falling down, it doesn't matter how you feel about a guy. He's still right. You know, like, like that's when you start Mm -hmm. confronting. That's like when you confront bunker Jesus, like, (laughs) when you don't believe in god and you're like oh god please save me you know okay i'm gonna listen to any sort of reason that came out of the last 24 hours when it's coming down to and you see the gun behind morgan's head you're like is this how it's going to go down because we thought the walkers and he was we thought he was bit in the last episode Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. right he still may be bit right we we don't know i mean it's not from all intents and purposes like again month and a half later we still get a teaser into the next episode in season seven i mean fallout has happened it could still be like 70 like 
you know, within that time frame of when you can get bit and turned, you know, he might turn and die in the next season. And then Grace is left with, with baby, uh, baby Morgan. Morgan. Same name, different package. Mini Mo. Yeah, Mini Mo Mo. Yeah, Grace is not happy yeah. about that baby being there either. Among all things. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, you know what's funny? You were the first to mention that, uh, Sharon D. Like, I hadn't noticed her face initially. And then you had said it. And then I was like, oh, this is a whole bag of what the fuck. And it's not really all Morgan's fault or anything. I mean, losing her child, feeling like she's being dragged into a nuclear fallout. Like, after saying, I really don't want to be dragged into nuclear fallout, it's not for everybody. Well, that's really not Morgan's fault it's nobody's fault that athena died yeah well no not that but that that oh. that she's alive first, first mm-hmm. of all when she's oh. ready to go and see her child you know she doesn't want this replacement child mm-hmm. she still's mm-hmm. probably postpartum and then postmortem and all the other right. diagnoses mm-hmm. she's like we're supposed to be dead right now <laughs> For a hot second, I thought they were going to make her nurse that baby when, in the in the, pre- in the preview. I did too. Yeah. I did I too. I was like, oh because man, what is the, she is not going to be down with that. What is the main thing, right? The main thing is like, oh, the baby's hungry. You know, he's crying again. Mm-hmm. And then you see in her face, she's like, she looks up. She looks at Morgan. She looks down at the baby. She looks up at Morgan again. And I'm thinking the same thing. You're like... And that she probably is thinking, am I going to have to nurse this motherfucker? What the? F-? But you know what? Let's go back to what we said just a few minutes ago about Morgan not catching a break. <laughs> Grace. Mm-hmm. Now they're made for each other. But that's compelling to me. I like this where this is going. I mean, I like it. Not that I want it to happen. I like it because it's good storytelling. Like you're really putting our, our people not only through nuclear fallout. OK, that's a whole sub layer. But like the top layer is kind of like, oh, you thought you thought we were done with the torture porn? No, Grace, you don't. Not only lost your kid, you have to deal with this kid and a guy who wouldn't kill you and kill himself. You know, everybody's angry about that too. <laughs> so here we are, and I'm eager to kind of see how she deals with this. Because mm-hmm. even I, I remember, like, um, in the beginning of the season, we had like thoughts about June leaving the dam, and then Grace might turn out to be like one of the like a leader type, right? And now I don't know how to feel about that, or is this? the path that she takes to become a leader maybe it could be i don't think she's ready for leadership right now no but but you know this yeah she might be going down that path replace athena with a bunch of other uh, humans as her children fill the mm-hmm. athena gap with all the other people or the found children too maybe like uh annie max and dylan right mm-hmm. And all the other children from what, which it's funny. Cause you know, we've had, we've watched like season five and season four for evidence to try to gather up clues and trivia and all that stuff. Right. And I, and if you recall season, 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 season five, there were a lot more children than, than Annie, Max and Dylan oh, in yeah. that field, right before, oh, yeah. right when they see yeah. the helicopter go overhead and they, they mm-hmm. hit the deck and mm-hmm. we don't kind of see them again. We don't see any of them after, um, Virginia takes them all at the, at the, Gulch. Not a whiff. I mean, the most that we get are the office dwellers who make it to the dam, but that's it. Which I'm sure that had a lot to do with COVID restrictions too. Oh, like, sure. why have why have those extra ancillary characters if you don't have to? Right. I'm 100. We all know certain. Tessa's taking care of the kids somewhere. <laughs> no, mm. we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. They're at the caverns. Yes, we do. They're Spoiler. at the caverns. <laughs> that would make the most sense. Wait, wasn't that that? Wait, hold on. Isn't the caverns the uncharted? Well, we don't know. We don't know. The uncharted piece that, like, oh, we didn't chart the caverns. Or no, it was that was the lodge, right? Right. The, the, the caverns. The caverns were on the map. Right. The caverns were on the map. That's where Daniel sent uh, Grace and Charlie when he thought he was sending them to the fishing cabin. Mm. 
I, I still think he, they're with um, Wendell, I think. You think? Yeah, he's in the caverns, too. They're all in the caverns. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the... They're underground. It's like the cornfield on they, Fear the Walking Dead. They sent them to the cornfield. Yeah. And they're underground, so they'd be safer. Yeah. Right, yep. right. I, I don't know if I, I... I just don't... I don't have enough evidence to kind of say this way or that. Oh, I don't have any evidence. It just makes sense. <laughs> Remember that theory about Rabbi Kastner uh, starting to have things with uh, Rachel, like little discussions? and Yeah, so much for that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Holy... Rap. I am. I'm so glad we got to see more of Rachel. Cause I mean, you know, who doesn't love Rachel in Spring? But <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think I thought she could have been a really cool, um, cool addition. All the years that we've been watching these shows, I get so excited when they still manage to surprise us. You know what I mean? The whole, like that whole scene. I mean, from her breaking her leg and the bone sticking out was just Whoa. like, <laughs> and then and then what she has to do for baby Morgan too. Like that. I mean, I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff on these shows but i can't think of anything quite like that yeah the the, the the yeah. ultimate length that she went to to, to go through yes yes yeah i mean wrapping the cloth around her head and you know putting the baby on the back so she doesn't eat the baby i mean yeah it was it was like sad like i <laughs> i feel terrible saying i like this scene but i do because of you know what she did for her baby it was so selfless yeah. powerful yeah. yes yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because every time I think of that scene, I think of me going, this is how you jack up a truck. And then literally after the <laughs> after the reaction video, I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, that's how you jack up a truck. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> how you, through the back, there's a little, the little axis. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, what is it called? A jack point right in the back in the middle. I felt like a jerk. I felt like a big jerk. <laughs> However, you do not leave your leg under the truck while you're jerking on the wheel. You don't put your shoulder under there and try and, he- you know, heft the car up yourself while you're taking the, d- no. That's, also, that's uh, another cover is why do our characters have to know everything about everything? So I'll give it to her, you know? Oh, I mean, that's that's just huh? that's just common sense not to have your leg under the truck while you're pulling the tire off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, first, that's like the Wolfman thing. It's like, don't you know that there's a wolf behind you, lady? Like, he's like, look behind <laughs> you, you dumb bitch. Like, no. <laughs> I get it. She was panicking. She wasn't thinking. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. People do... Yeah, well, bombs be dropping, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of pressure there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's it's everything. It's everything. And again, it, expecting our characters to know everything about everything. <laughs> like, oh, they don't have the. That's that's another thing I was thinking of. Like, they don't have the internet. Okay, they have to know the thing. <laughs> you know, do you, do you really think the manual is going to be in that car? No. At first, that car. Encyclopedias. No. It's, Encyclopedias. Yeah. They're underwater, remember? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You'd have to figure a lot of things out in the apocalypse. Yeah, you, know? you literally have to know things to mm-hmm. make it this far. It's just that, you know, you <laughs> see this from your vantage point. You're seeing her put her shoulder underneath the wheel to, you know, like, to really get in the in the wheel well. And you're like, yeah, this is how things go. This is how things are supposed to go. Right. Absolutely. Sure. I'm sure I've done something equally as stupid. It's a lot to take in for the first scene and what she mm-hmm. feels like she has to do to, to, to get this done. But I will say one thing it does kind of call back to the first episode because you're using rufus to find morgan both times and this is this is one of those insights i figured out after a month and a half i'm like oh yeah promise Promise me me promise me you'll find someone right right that's what it is can i just say i loved those cutaway cards once i figured out what in the world was going on because they were very confusing at first yeah partially because we watched a pirated foreign version because (laughs) because we got it early because it aired in europe (laughs) yeah so um it came up with let me get this straight so so you were waiting a week and a half for me to watch this 
episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, we you, did. You crazy bastards. Uh, Which means you had like a whole two months having watched this. That's insane to me. When the cutaway cards came out first, they were in two different languages. And I was like, is I was like, is this something this the I think it was German or something? I'm like, is this something German the Germans are putting in this? What is this? Yeah. And then And then when I watched it later on AMC, I was like, oh, okay. And then I got it. I got it now. And then Dame el Arma, and then like in German it has this, and then yeah, in English it has yes. that. <laughs> I was like, what is, this? what is this? It was so weird. But I did I did really enjoy those. Um once I figured out what they what they were, I thought that was a neat touch. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Like initially I was kinda like, really again? Really? Like but then it really caps the scene. It's a framing device, right? Like you're watching the scene, and you're kinda mm-hmm. what is this all about? Oh, it, we see all the things that unfold and what unfolds is fucking crazy. But what you should really be focusing on this because it colors the entire rest of the scene, right? Like promise me you'll find someone. All the shit that you just watched, the crazy shit that you wouldn't do with the wheel well and everything don't focus on that focus on this this is the whole point of the scene for the most part they made sense to me but some of them some of them i wasn't sure why they chose that line like enjoy the view asshole maybe well that one to me stuck out because it was funny (laughs) but i'm not sure like yeah yeah that's a perfect example though like yeah it's funny but but what what does that line really mean to the whole scene of everything okay because i thought about that and there's another one too so be ready um because sherry is letting go of her anger and resentment towards the bad guy and so when she shoots this dude she's like you know what enjoy the view asshole i'm done bam she's basically saying goodbye to negan jenny everybody that she had an issue and problem with yeah this might take no i'm not that far away from you my take of it was kind of like what dwight said well sherry says where did you i haven't seen that part side of you in a long time he goes you know maybe we can use our our evil powers for good <laughs> and you know i'm just using <laughs> air quotes because yeah. all the shit we went through why don't we use it to, to help people all the shit that we all the stupid dumb shit that we did uh let's put that to good use and that's why i thought enjoy the view asshole is kind of like it's all of that in one it's like now we're super sherry sherry dwight five <laughs> so, like Schwite. hashtag swipe swipe swing bada bada dwight grabs sherry by the face and he tells her you have nothing to be sorry for and then in the next scene the cutaway card says you have nothing to be sorry about and that's what teddy says to dakota my small little beef is is just how confused it made me because i just heard dwight say that and now i'm seeing this line on on screen and i'm like wait a minute no he just said it so it can't be and to be honest the first time i watched teddy dakota you know june and senior i didn't even hear teddy say it i didn't i I missed the line he said it so fast and it was so glossed over like i didn't even hear it and again my personally i would have chosen i forgive you right as the cutaway card line the forgiveness i see what you're saying kind of what that scene was about in my from my perspective I get you, but in the yeah. end, she didn't want it. That's the thing. She didn't take that forgiveness. She's not looking for a break. She knows right. what she did, and she's committed to it. She's like, okay, I did what I did. You know, I'm I am who I am, and I'm not. She has been for a while, and I'm not going to change. Like Teddy convinced right. me, I'm not going to change. So the whole point of that is to say you have nothing to apologize about. She is not going to apologize. Period. It means a different thing, but it's the same words, right? Like, oh no, I'll take what you said, Teddy. I have I have nothing to apologize for. You made yeah. you helped me 
realize yeah, now I don't need you. So goodbye. And um, you have nothing to be sorry about, and I forgive you are kind of saying the same thing, just from a dif- different perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, and if that's the case, like if the the whole title card was for Dakota, that's kind of a washout, isn't it? She's dead. Who the fuck cares now? But she drove so much of the story. I mean, Dakota has has starting well. I mean, starting with with um John. You know, she's driven so much. Well, hell, starting with the them, murder of Cameron. Almost coming to almost yeah. Sorry, with the murder of Cameron, she has driven so much of the story that um. I mean, it's kind of fitting that they gave her a, a closeout. Oh, season six, saving Morgan. You yes. know, before yeah. we knew, or before we had. An and, idea. I mean, this is for somebody who hates Dakota, but still, right. you yeah. know, she she has been the driver and the catalyst for a large chunk of the story. As it's much as a little we hate irritating, her, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's irritating but on a surface level of course every one of us is kind of like critical not critical but like um annoyed with dakota but on a sub level like it almost doesn't matter who started the big bang <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad i'm here you know i'm glad i have a show <laughs> to watch so it, yeah. it, it's almost genius like it almost forces you to be okay with it like with everything that happened because it leads to where we are now and the compelling television that we get to watch even though fuck you dakota right I also want to point out that Dakota wrapped up both of John Dory Sr.'s loose ends. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. John Jr. Yeah. And Teddy. The two biggest issues in John Sr.'s life in Dakota took out both of them. Oh, right. The light and the dark, in a way. It was too late for John, though. John Sr., wasn't it? What, what does this nuclear fallout mean for the greater Walking Dead universe? Have you guys had time to think about that for a little while? or Given that Omaha and... Alexandria are not suffering any kind of fallout effects. I'm gonna say that other than possibly chasing our characters out of Texas to where they come into contact with other members of the shows, I don't see that it has a whole lot of environmental impact on either um, the world beyond or or the main show. But they can't stay there. Right. There's no water. There's no supplies. They have to leave Texas. Right. And that's going to push them out. They go north. They'll run into camp. You know, eventually run into Campus Colony. If they go or east, Portland. they'll eventually run to Alexandria. <laughs> yeah. I hope they didn't all go to Campus Colony because they're all dead anyway. But this is why I asked the question. Survive nuclear but, fallout. But, yeah. Just to I mean, how do you get maybe, out of this? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe those were our ranger horses in the main show. Right. You know, maybe they yeah. got pushed out because uh, the nuke, the bombs went off. They can't, they can't stay there. They I don't can. see any no. way that they can stay there. No. And yet, like, I mean, I just, it, so there's two things. All, there's another whole other factor to this. And that's, that's okay. Well, it's also in the past. <laughs> so in, in all the other shows, we have not heard any mention of this fallout. Or maybe we have, and we were just kind of like, eh, like Leia, right? Like Leah, 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 Leah. 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 I always mess that one up. I don't know. Maybe we, they did tell us and we didn't. We weren't listening. Or Well, Iris gives us know. a little map of the United States. Right. With all the question marks everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, ten question marks for ten warheads. But we saw at least four land right around the Texas area. Yeah. Well, yeah. But... I, I, I'm not really down with that theory. I, it just, I, I just think I don't, I don't give it to no, I, 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 like it. Like I like it. I like it, but it doesn't, it, you know. If the fallout was affecting um, the world beyond and the main show, we would know about right. it by now. Well, it's know? less about um, that than like kind of like getting current events somehow like or figuring i don't know but more to the point like okay my biggest thing is okay how does this whole how does this whole karen da- carol and dale spinoff well like maybe we're making too many assumptions about the carol and dale spinoff like oh that they may not still be in alexandria or they because our assumption was that we we're gonna go they were gonna go to new mexico and be uh, and be in love together or some bullshit like that 
My assumption is that they're not even going to be together. Right. One of them's dead, right? Right? I don't know if... I mean... <laughs> like uh, Madison. It's possible, but that's... Carol not... and Walker Daryl. Yeah, I was thinking the opposite. possible, but... No, I don't I don't think we're going to see them together. I think we're going to see their separate stories for a while. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's what we... Yeah, we both have this kind of theory, sort of. Yeah. That they'll be, they'll be apart for a, at least a, half a season, if not a whole season or something. Maybe they get separated somehow, and the whole point is to find the other one. Who We, don't, we have no idea. Right. And they finally see each other in the finale and that's when they fuck oh and then they have that reunited <laughs> moment like they did in season five in the woods Ugh. oh no but then a like, bullet oh, whizzes out from summer. nowhere and shoots both of them like with the same bullet it's morgan he missed himself in grace and- <laughs> <laughs> he has a big sniper rifle in the back of his head yeah. <laughs> 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 i killed carol and daryl what did you think about riley being a traitor because i think some of us had thought that he might have been during handle of handle with care that he was in contact with people i don't remember who it was so i can't give good credit well i think what what riley tells us is that it actually happened after that after handle right. with care mm-hmm. is when riley decided these people are fucking nuts i'm gonna go join teddy right <laughs> i'm gonna go join the other nuts <laughs> yeah yeah does it strike you as not fitting his character though also when you think riley? about it yeah did we really know enough about his character well given the kind of asshole that he was well yeah he was an asshole so yeah he was an asshole that said hey you know what let's just kill everybody i'm good with that mm-hmm. as long as i'm okay yeah i mean because I, maybe i'm sure he was like oh i'm i'm one of the ones that don't have to sacrifice myself well now how many of you are sad about it though because i think you are rachel you're like ah, i kind of i'm i am, stick around a little longer yeah i'm sad that raleigh and riley turned out the way that they did i was so wrong so wrong. similar sounding names hmm. <laughs> Riley and Riley sitting yeah. in a tree. Sharon made a good point. She thinks I, I <laughs> had a soft spot for Riley because he looks so much like Quentin Coldwater from The Magicians. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, <laughs> and, I, and I thought about it. I'm like, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or like from his, uh, his Terminator days. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was editing the... Um, in dreams watch party and at the end you were still talking about how you thought riley was a good guy oh my god yeah what were you saying <laughs> like, riley's really a good guy he, he could have killed them all and he's on our team <laughs> he could have killed he should have killed everybody in that barn and he didn't there's got to be a reason <laughs> i'm just gonna take this i'm gonna walk away no because he's a nutbag that's the reason why he wanted everybody to see it happen he basically said that even when daniel was questioning him in the and swatty and um he was like why don't you just uh why are you telling us this now why don't you just let your plan carry out he's like because i want to see everybody watch it burn and i think that's kind of partially true yeah he does want everybody to see it happen i think he kind of partially i think he really wanted to in some ways save them in a weird like you know take him to where alicia's at put him in the in the basement where they can be safe and be like yeah here we did it it's done now what now you can be the good guys like like what's her face <laughs> like alicia i think he was driving around in circles until that fucking bomb went off or maybe 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 he was driving to the, about the same spot like the same general area as teddy and and dakota were because i mean maybe that's the one spot that they knew they would get <laughs> eviscerated well i mean i don't know because if you see them land they obviously did not space them out in any manner because when you're standing there watching like three of them fall behind Morgan and Grace at the very, very end, you see three separate uh, mushroom clouds and they're all right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So why would they set them to go off all in the same place? I think it was just random. Let's just shoot it off and see where it lands. 
because they had also planned on setting off more than one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they were like, oh, we'll just shoot all these off, and they'll all fall everywhere. So I don't think they programmed them to go anywhere. I think they just were like, hey, let's shoot them off and see where they go. I think they it's probably had to... to take out anything. You know, I mean, my theory about ha- ha- having them program certain uh, CRM drop spots, or maybe that's the second... This is the idea of the second round. Salvo was supposed to be CRM drop spots. But yeah, if not for Morgan stopping that second Salvo, we probably wouldn't even have a Season 7. <laughs> yeah, if Morgan and Strand didn't stop them, we wouldn't have The Walking Dead. We wouldn't have World Beyond. We, we wouldn't have any of these shows. <laughs> I'm not ready to go that far. I mean, how many how many could they possibly have? I think, was it 20? destroy the Warheads? 24, I thought it 24? held. 24? Hmm. And each one holds 10 warheads? 24 oh. missiles and, with 10 warheads yeah. each. Oh, I thought they had the, only the two, and then each of those had 10. Oh, no, there oh. were silos all the way down that hall, and they wow. were all missiles. And each of those has 10. Woo! Yep. Uh-huh. Woo! They could have destroyed the country, and then some. And some other countries. Again, we go back to this point of like, okay, even with what they were able to fire off, the universe has to acknowledge this in some way. Yeah. So, and this, again, this is in the past. I wonder if the weird-ass walkers we're getting in uh, Season 11 are nuclear-tized walkers that get brought from Texas. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. Maybe, maybe like, they've gone to Texas and rounded up a bunch of the nuclear weird... Because don't they kind of look like that weird-ass nuclear walker in the sub that was like... Ugh. You know what I'm talking about? The one yeah. that came up like that? <laughs> More so season maybe, five, I think. Maybe it's the nuclear walkers they brought over into Alexandria. Well, I guess walkers don't ha- are, don't generally succumb to time. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> we got some trash can man wandering around out there dragging <laughs> nuclear walkers back to Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> no, the old, the Matt Frewer oh, version. Matt Frewer, not, yeah. not the, <laughs> yeah. not my life like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> the best. How can you top that? I know this shit by heart. I used to watch this shit all the time. Logan, Logan resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Walker Logan, but he got shot in the head. Hmm. Oh, uh, sad David. They confirmed the helicopter pilot is, was Isabel. Oh, that was... Uh- Really? That was actually Sydney Lemon? Yeah, I think according did I ever watch The Talking Dead after I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, did I watch Talking Dead afterward? After a month and a half, I don't think I did. <laughs> but I remember hearing that it was actually. Okay. They confirmed she's coming back too. And it makes sense why she wouldn't take her helmet off because she's mm-hmm. supposed to be all secretive, so they don't see I'm thinking how her. um how they're all gonna get out is Al is gonna track everybody down and Isabel and she are going to fly every Everybody out to a safe zone mm-hmm. because even if you look at the timer like when grace goes out she has a timer and they get like 10 minutes i think i mean i don't even think it was that long but it she was has a timer she has a timer on on her wrist or on, on her hands as she's going out through the into the it, wasteland in and the preview see, okay gotcha right gotcha. as it's counting down i was like in the so, episode what no, the trailer. Yeah. So um, I gotcha. I'm, I'm thinking that you know they 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 can't walk out. There's no way they'll they'll all die out. And they don't have enough time. So I'm thinking that Al's gonna somehow track them all down, and then she and and Isabel are gonna come and fly in and fly them out to a safe place to the CRM, and that's how we all get involved. That's how everybody gets into the into the CRM. Well, and Grace Grace has a a suit on, and she still only gets ten minutes. Right. And. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's no hazmat suits in Teddy's bunker. Pretty sure the people. Well, there might be in Teddy's bunker. There might be in Teddy's bunker because he was preparing to live out after it anyways and go back to the sub. But Dwight and Sherry's, I don't think they have one. No. No. With that family, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about Strand, because he's going to stay up there in his somehow magically protected from Fallout castle. Super, Super Saiyan Strand. Yeah, his, Super his, Saiyan Strand 9. His lair. His evil lair. Let me tell you, 
I, I, I said the thing that was I felt was very powerful, right? But I think that strand evolution or de-evolution or whatever, that was my favorite part of the episode, to be honest with you. That was my favorite part. It just Try acknowledging it. the fact that I fucked up. Oh, I'm ready to die. Uh, and all of a sudden it doesn't happen. It's like, I'm the other guy. <laughs> and I like that. It's like, okay, lean in to... Because and I think Coleman explains this best. Like you know, he, he kept doubting himself. You know, he had to build him, like he kept building himself to the ground up each and every time, each and every iteration of Super Strand One, Super Strand Two, Two, Super Strand Three, and then like and then like every time he doubted himself, he realized, oh, the thing that got him got him out of the original jam. That was what he had to be before, you know. Which also makes me a little worried because it's those people that okay, like remember what we said about John, and in a weird way, if Victor realizes, oh, I just have to be who I was before the apocalypse like you know like john was like okay i'm just this guy here and i'm now this guy here so does that mean victor's days are numbered i don't know they're like okay what does that mean you can't be the same person you were beforehand the same exact person this con artist i don't know can't he though i mean i could see him turning into somebody like teddy not quite as extreme like not trying to not trying to kill everybody but convince them he'll, he'll convince everyone through manipulation i got which you, so you're saying yeah. It, yeah you can be the same thing but it, yeah. it actually works yeah. <laughs> so like when teddy was trying to do it in the past it was like eh, this isn't working but in the, in, in the apocalypse like holy shit everything's Out lining working. up just right yep. so in other words, uh, everything's turning up Strand. <laughs> like everything's <laughs> turning up Bill House. Yep. Yeah. Uh, chaos is a ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Chaos is a ladder, and all that matters is the climb. Yep. Where's that from? Game you of know. Thrones. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so we're covering the Game of Thrones. This is a wrap-up show. No, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of, of this of that scene, that whole evolution? I was glad to finally see Strand just admit who he is. I mean, just embrace who you are. Be bad. You're bad. Just be bad. And he finally like stop trying to be this person you think Alicia wants you to be because you're not that person. You're not. So stop trying to be. So I'm. I am very excited to see bad guy strand next season i i hope he's as bad as i imagine him to be <laughs> mm. strand wants to be bad to build something you know like he even said i want to have museums and mm -hmm. music and good bourbon, bourbon. <laughs> he wants to build he i mean he wants to build something he's not setting out to destroy it which is where he's different from teddy because teddy wanted to just destroy everything right strand he's is, gonna build you know, this strand is going to do the wrong way. he feels like he's going to do the wrong thing the wrong things for the right reasons yes Yep. Right, right. Which is another echo from this whole season. It's like, oh, you know, uh, Dor Dory did the right things for the wrong reasons. Dory Senior did the right, the wrong thing for the right reasons. June, <laughs> anyway, but still. So I have to say two things to that. I, which, okay, definitely love what you both have said. To Rachel's point, I feel like Strand, the the top of that building is going to have a big sign, a la Back to the Future Two, that says instead of Biffs, it's going to say Strands. Strands. Yep. <laughs> and then in small letters and Howards, <laughs> but like because you know Strands. A nice guy, you know, <laughs> Vic and Howie's. Howie's. <laughs> Everybody has to wear uh, uh, Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> Cuban cigars, good bourbon. I feel like I had to say that because I think it's in everybody's mind, but they needed like a distiller. Like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. <laughs> but to Sharon's point, I, I, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think Strand 
Okay, you know about my Strand Stan, Stan, Strand Stan, uh, in that I don't think he, I don't think he's a bad guy at all. I think he just feels like, like you said, Sharon, he has to do you know un, unsavory things uh, for the right reasons. It, if one of those reasons is to save himself, like he says in this episode, you know, okay, and you know what? Is he wrong? Maybe with Sanjay a little, because <laughs> we were all kind of frustrated with Sanjay, but then he went a little too far, right? But I don't know. I, I, I don't see Strand. I still don't see Strand as a bad guy so much. I mean, I did have feelings when he kicked Morgan into those walkers. I did. I did. And especially the reasons why he did that, you know, because he was, A, he wasn't prepared to die. B, he wanted to take all the credit. Mm -hmm. It's funny. That was another one of the insights I thought of in a month and a half. In a way, Vic's whole thing was to stop Ginny, right? And then when he realized that Ginny was gone, he just kept going. Like the, the lack of information sharing, the, the plan doesn't change, you know, all this stuff. It was like, he became the thing that, by which he, the thing that he was trying to dismantle, he became that thing. And in, in some senses, you know, it has to be me. Like it, it has to be worth something. All this shit that I did, it has to be worth something. It's same, same as John Dory Sr. It had all this, this tracking Teddy down has to be worth something. Well, you, you, you lost your son. You never got back together with him. All these years since, since that, when he's looking the ice cream cone you decide okay he's he's okay he's fine i'm gonna go now yeah and then you know when he came back 40 years later you dumb shit <laughs> your son's dead and so that was supposed to be kind of like a lesson for for victor like okay victor you can cop on you can still be victor you know however victory you want to be or strandish you want to be but you know let's get together let's do information sharing like we're about to after uh after Ginny was shot handle with care right at the beginning of the episode they're like you know let's let's get down together and uh share some information discuss this threat and this is the thing that bugs me the most after handle with care you would think that strand having like having that little christmas carol moment like oh I i'm still here like daniel didn't shoot me <laughs> merry christmas tiny tim like you'd think he'd have his like a change of heart but what is it that gets him to kind of keep going you know what gets him to change his mind at the end is it is it yeah i remember now it was the, it was when he says to morgan alicia t alicia radioed me but she really wanted to talk to you and i think that hurt him the most and i think that's very compelling to me it says a lot about <laughs> it says two things okay what we thought and we loved about uh, Alicia and Strand having this kind of relationship and this kind of like, okay, I was your mom's friend, but now I'm going to take care of you. And it turns out Alicia takes care of him more often than not, right? But that's still, you know, typical. But then knowing that Alicia has this relationship with Morgan, not Victor, well, that could have maybe some potential cool shit coming down the pike with season seven, like how there's kind of like this, this jealousy, right? Like this relationship that was supposed to be his is now Morgan and Alicia's technically, mm -hmm. you know, sort of whatever. So I kind of want to see how that comes out. And that maybe is the reason for him breaking a little bit bad or, you know, or being himself as Rachel I mean, would it, put it. It could be, yeah, it could be a reason, but it's not a good one. No. <laughs> No, no, it's no, we both, no, it's not, no, it's a terrible reason. <laughs> But like for Strand, it's kind of like I did in a way. Okay, why did he stick his hand in the fire in season four to save Alicia when the dam was burning and Madison's leading the horde away? The you know the oily walkers were on fire. That's how he got his. He was saving Alicia at the time, and then he thought, oh, maybe I can be good. Now I can look at this this hand here, and as a reminder to be good, you know, because I have people that I can lose, right? Like I, I don't want to lose them. Okay, 
now we fast forward to like, oh, it, I do all this shit. I'd be good. I'm, I'm like this good. I, I risked my life. I, I did my own plan. I forced my best friend to, to be away from me so I could do what I need to do for her. I mean, for us. Sorry, Freudian slip. <laughs> and then this is what I get. I, hey, can you tell Morgan, blah, 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 this plan? Fuck you, Alicia. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm doing all this for you, technically. But, you know, I'm not for you. For everybody, right? <laughs> so, you know, you, you hear it in his voice. It's like, I did all this good shit to be for my, you know, to be with my friend. And this is what I get. You know, fuck this. And this is the Dakota problem, right? How do you tell someone who's had to survive, who's had to scrape and manipulate to get what he wants, how to be a human being, right? This is why I love that. So I'm so compelled by where Strand can go because, yeah, he's not, per he looks perfect, okay? He's got the swag. <laughs> he does look but he's perfect. so not. He's so not. And, and this, it shows so well in the, in the last two episodes. You're still like pissed at him. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I. Strand is a bad guy. Strand's always been a bad guy. He's a bad guy who pretends to be good. Even when he was saving Alicia, in the back of his mind, it was, oh, I'm going to save her and everyone's going to think I'm a hero. I think it was for the recognition. It was always for the recognition. But I totally get why people love him, you know? He's a very, he's a likable, funny character. One of the things he mentions is the St. Christopher medallion. Howard makes a big deal about pointing it out. And uh, it's almost as if when he survives, he just doesn't give a shit about it. And it's not really the medallion. It was really all him. And there's also like little things, little Texan things, little reminders in the background in Howard's place, like the, the Alamo. Like, remember the Alamo, which is really like to remember the slaughter. Remember what happened here. Yeah. I feel like that may be also like a foreshadowing too. Like, right? Like, remember what happened, like, let's say, like at the dam, right? Remember that slaughter you know like and so may this is why i, I and maybe i'm seeing only what i want to see no i am seeing what i want to see <laughs> because it's it's hard to accept i don't know about you but it's a little hard for me to accept a fully like a bad like a bad evil guy strand because that i doesn't just doesn't sound like who he is strand did what he did to survive and you could see throughout all six seasons at least and even like especially the initial ones you know he had a love of his life and he had to show he, he he chose poorly in that department and you know even though right like and and he had to choose himself because that's all he knew you, you can't you can't you can't you know get high on your own supply right <laughs> so. like i said he is entertaining to watch i just don't he, i just wouldn't put him on my team yeah. oh yeah no i yeah, it's funny. As much as I would say, I say what I say, like, yeah, I wouldn't put it on my team. Like, right. oh, I, I, I need some sort of predictability here. <laughs> right. So you want to be able to count on somebody and I, you can't count on Strand. You just can't. Even if he says, I'm going to do this, if something better comes along or he sees a different opportunity in between, he's going to take that. This is my big beef. Okay. Specifically... Um, Dakota, okay? She's standing there. The thing hits. We see it. She burns to a crisp immediately. Bef and then we see the, like, gust of everything come at her. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Nobody has a problem with that. <laughs> then we see Morgan and Grace, and the same thing happens. It hits. Yeah, boom. Somewhat. Why didn't they burn to a crisp like Dakota did? That that landed way closer to Grace and Morgan than it did Dakota. Well, I think they also had geographical boundaries, though, too, unlike Dakota. Dakota had, like, a, literally, like, a front row seat to that explosion right in her face. So that flash... So what happens when, when a... When a nuclear bomb hits, uh, everything in visual distance instantly gets it, it just just disintegrates. Now the thing with um, Riley and um, Morgan and Grace is that there were there were objects in front of them. 
Dead terrain. Yeah. So you okay. so you see the brightness because the brightness is all encompassing. You will go okay. blind if you watch if you see a nuclear explosion, even from far away. It takes the uh, the brunt of the impact. Yeah. I and again, I I'm not saying that they're the same distance either. By the way, I don't know. Cameras do this funny thing, like okay, if you're zoomed in, but you're close up, it yeah. does that. This and does funny this things to background objects. Yeah. Yeah. So I all I can say is I guess that's <laughs> how it's supposed to be. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, right. I like how it happened. I'm not complaining about the result. I, I heard people complain about it. I'm just like, is this, this is the hill you're going to die on? Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. No, no. I'm not complaining about the results. <laughs> not I just kind of, I just kind of scratched my head afterwards and went, shouldn't Grace and Morgan have burned to a crisp there too? Right. Well, hey, listen, I didn't know until I, until I looked on the internet, which they don't have, I didn't know that you could jack a car. They have to, you have to jack a car from the back. Yeah, so listen, you figure, you know, live and learn, right? <laughs> I don't know. But is that, the, is that the big bone to pick? Yeah, that's that it. Really? Yeah, that was I it. get it. I get it. I, I, I see, I could see why, why you bring that up though. I could see Cause you're addressing basically what most people thought, like in the back of their head, like, what is that? Is, what, yeah. Why do they get to live? And she doesn't get to live. No, I'll tell you why she doesn't get to live because uh, it's too inconvenient. Convenient. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm happy with how things turned out. Now. Yeah, Just yeah. Satisfied is more. Um, yeah, I, I get it. Things that make you go, hmm. Yep. And, and today's things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then, explosions. And then the Riley, and then the Riley, see, Walker Riley, we see yeah. it land and everything. And then you see like burnt crisps of grass in front of him, right yeah. in front of him. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. burned. Well, it's not, he, but, the, but the key he, thing is, is that it's, it, first of all, it's green grass, right? Right. Wouldn't that have been completely eviscerated? You know, if we were comparing it to Dakota, right? Right. No, I'm just saying it like right. you see some of, of that grass. Catch fire. Yeah. yeah. Sort of being scorched. Yeah. Well, there's still heat. Yeah. And it is like sort of ahead of him. Like mm. if you look like Riley's walking here and then there's like a line where the grass is in, on fire in front yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like this one line and I made note of this, like that one line where he says, and despite, despite the critics, I'm still here was like a big uh -huh. middle finger. <laughs> you like the see? You like the season? <laughs> no, 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 not to you, <clears throat> not to you at all. This was um, Ian and Andrew giving t four big middle fingers to everybody. Who said, "Oh, season four and five was dump dumpster fire. Season five was the lighting the dumpster fire where it lit up ten other dumpster fires. And like season six is gonna be shitty. Like everybody's like, are you eating your words yet? Are you, re are you eating your words yet? Season yep. six, despite the critics, we're still here. Season seven, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Maybe even season eight. Go fuck yourselves, Reddit. <laughs> slash R slash Fear of the Walking Dead. Go eat several thousand dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I, I did you feel that too like at the time or cuz at the time I'm like oh that's Ian and Andrew. Oh I see it. <laughs> I see it right now. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> 4 and 5 were necessary to make us care about these characters. We had to build a relationship with with everybody to make yeah. it matter when shit went wrong in season 6. Yeah. I I think everything that happened in season 6 would not have been po as possible without 4 and 5 at all at all. If you didn't care about 4 and 5, season 6 would make you gave four and five so much more relevance we've, we've said this before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i'll say this much oh i was gonna say something profound of course yeah, to me uh uh dave is tearing him no so <laughs> i drink because i know things. i drink and i know things right a great, I got it, right a great man once said da 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 oh really who was it me just now yeah just, now. just exactly now. i'm short too okay <laughs> short, so yeah. 
<laughs> no, I was actually going to say, so it, it, nothing says that better. Like if you, you're not convinced, um, HJM edits actually came out with a recent, uh, video edit, like a music video edit, uh, combining all six seasons of fear, of the walking dead. And what I've noticed was, was really cool. And like, of course I noticed it initially cause we're breaking shit down. We noticed cinematics and all like, but when you watch this music video, you, even somebody, the, the harshest fear of the walking dead critic of seasons four and five, maybe even six won't deny that the, there's such a drastic change in the filmmaking. Uh, in seasons four through six, um, with Adam Adam Sushitsky, that's staying in. I don't care. And um, Hallelujah, Troutman. Remember that first episode, that scene with Morgan, baby Morgan, and Rachel. That like sort of pseudo nativity scene. Like the way they blocked scenes was incredible. You didn't get, you didn't have as many of those on the original seasons of Fear the Walking Dead. It's not a knock. Like you will appreciate the first three seasons cinematics as well in this video. So now I get to link it. But I suggest you watch it because it, it really catches you up emotionally to all the shit that these people have had to go through to get to this point. And you get to see, you get to hear Madison say, go fuck yourself <laughs> or, or fuck you or something like that at some point. Do you catch the name of the kid? Uh, do you know the family that Dwight and Sherry crashed? Briga. Bunk? Yeah, Briga, right? Did you learn the etymology of that name? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, Tyrion Lannister for the win. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a Celtic Irish name, and it means mighty, you know, mighty or might or power. So eh, I don't know. And uh, Briga Dune is also one of the movies on John and June's request list. Yeah, Brig- nice, nicely done. Swooping in there with the complimentary fact. What does Dune mean, though? I think was it dance or mighty dance? Oh, a place that is idyllic, unaffected by time or remote from reality. Oh, oh, but that's that's the literal place. Okay. Also shuts, closes, blocks, obstructs, joins, clasps, closes, or ends. Well, I mean that is what kind of just happened, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. I know in the movie Brigadoon, it's about a town that only appears like every hundred years or something like that. And two Americans that are out walking in the Scottish hills stumble on it. And, and it's supposed um, to be idyllic, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the perfect idyllic little town that only appears to um, travelers or whatever one day out of the uh, one day every hundred years. Do you remember how when the when Swati was all okay? We have to talk about two things. Remember when Swati was all like, oh, the air brakes, oh, they deployed, and we have to fix that, right? Sarah goes underneath the thing. And all that I could think of in my head as she's welding is the, the, the critics, how everybody was saying how fucking bitch knows how to like fix a plane and she gets the plane to work with other propellers. With, like, and like, and I'm, I'm seeing this woman re- weld, you know, try to fix this, these air brakes on this very high end truck, this uh, like military style vehicle. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. Okay. You have anything else to say? Um, I just want to say that Dennis didn't have any complaints at all about the mechanical uh, doings in that episode. So it must have been absolutely accurate because believe me if it wasn't i would have heard about it talking about the air brakes or the the The, the blowing out when the air brakes blew out and all that yeah dennis didn't have any complaints about that so i know they were absolutely accurate because otherwise i would have heard all about how long it was you know what it is i think it's part of partly people going oh i thought she was in the marines oh what was she doing in the marines okay now you know <laughs> actually but she says she but, got uh kicked out in boot camp but that's that's the in your trucker oh you can you you can fix all this up it doesn't matter like okay it, that's what it is unless you're pre- see this is the thing you can't prove a negative if you see a, a, a character that with skills you didn't know they had the other day you would need evidence to refute that fact like you have no reason to to not think that she can do these things right so unless you're being a dick and you want to just refute to refute this is my this, again you can't prove a negative so Bro, unless you want to be a dick about daughter. it fine what? doing this since she was a kid we don't know exactly and even you don't even have to go that 
that far. But yeah, sure, why not? How about Charlie taking out uh, Riley? That's that's a good point. <laughs> Having that come around now, like everybody knows. Now here's the thing: this is the this may have been the thing that that Alexa was mentioning her favorite scene. I think. Well, let's talk about why do you think that is from well, your Charlie, perspectives. Charlie avenged her her family. She got she said, well, save yeah, save Charlie her. got to take control. Be a little badass. Mm-hmm. Well, she was going for his weapon. That's what she said. <laughs> he was going, going for, for the, the weapon. Gun. Yeah, she protected everybody. Yeah. Mm. Well, and here's the thing: why? Why did Riley care at that moment? I'm also like a little bit surprised at that. Like, speaking as the guy who let Grayson Morgan go, just getting what he wanted, right? The key. Like, why in that moment did he care to kill them? Yeah, or that doesn't did... really make sense. Doesn't track, right? No, it does. It makes no sense because he could have just sat there and played Died. confused. Well, he could have played confused and acted like he had no idea about Riley. And then everybody would have been looking at Daniel like he's crazy. <laughs> well, he got sh- he got shot. Oh yeah, he got shot at the. Okay, I'm, I'm confusing when he got shot. Like I thought it was at the end, like when before oh, no, he the helicopter. dies at the end. Yeah, yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets shot right after Raleigh dies. Right. So is he? So why does he reach for the weapon? Is it to to kill Raleigh or? Uh, I don't. Well, Raleigh was already dead at that point. I don't. He yeah. had to have been. Who knows? Daniel maybe because he had the coordinates. Maybe. Maybe those court. Yeah, didn't want him to go to the coordinates. Maybe. Mm. Okay, because he hadn't said him out loud yet essentially they were all right. in here well they were weren't didn't he scratch head. him oh. on he scratched him on the wall of swatty right but they didn't know that right <laughs> when he when in the beginning when he scratched him out he kind of quickly put them away because he didn't want people to think he was crazy probably <laughs> Um, no, I think we just solved that mystery because again, eh, you know, sometimes you need a squawking dead to help you figure things out because <laughs> yeah, why would he care? Right. Yeah. If it means that he'll be, that they'll be saved. I think he would be because he wants the bad people to be rooted out. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. if he, even if he had gotten his hands on the gun, it doesn't mean that he was going to kill everybody. He could have just incapacitated them in some way so that they couldn't move and they had right. to sit there and watch and waste more time. Him. Sure. Yeah. Could be that too. Yeah. 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 But let's, 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 assume that it's daniel and then it makes um charlie killing riley for daniel somebody mm-hmm. that she really feels his family not this replacement brother slash father but like somebody that could be an adopted father mm-hmm. hmm. yeah makes it a little sweeter doesn't it yeah i see and here's the thing i feel like and this may be going to your point sharon D, about something you said earlier which i think is actually a lot more important than i thought it would be the whole like deleted scenes or scenes that were shortened or cut mm-hmm. out or maybe scenes that were intended as one thing pre-covid that had to get fucked up and mangled post-covid you know like yeah because i feel like alexa felt like maybe that it feels like there was supposed to be more to that right a little bit mm-hmm. like it get like the moment got mm-hmm. curtailed like oh i got shot yeah yeah that guy was an asshole he was, he was with these motherfuckers that like oh wait what happened to charlie's moment <laughs> Wow. There is one thing I wanted to bring up before we even think about getting the fuck out of here. What was the one thing that we said was strange when it came to Leah and Daryl is them not kissing, right? Or like it was there was a gentleman like come hither over the couch, like like come here, <laughs> like we're gonna have sexy time now, um, and then you know whatever. But one thing that was very surprised and I was very like pleased to see and appreciate, like among all this COVID stuff and COVID filming, Dwight and Sherry kissing, like yeah. Like a lot, and then Morgan and, and and Morgan and Grace kissing a lot, like sucking face. And I was like, that's interesting to me because I was complaining that oh Morgan's gonna die having never said uh, that he even likes Grace. 
because I was because of COVID that I was thinking this also. I never really got to say this out loud. But to have to know that we got these scenes, I'm more appreciative actually that we got both. We got Dwight and Sherry. Sherry having this exasperated, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I doing? Yeah, I know, Sherry. Right. Well, what the fuck were you doing? We've all been and, thinking that. And then like. <laughs> It was, it was good to see. Okay. <laughs> it was just good to see. Now kiss. Now kiss. You know, this is only something the visual audience I can appreciate. I feel so bad, <laughs> Evelyn, come hither. So what should I do to come hither? Come, come, come hither, Daryl. <laughs> Is this why we're not having kids? Because <laughs> you're doing it wrong, apparently. Well, thanks for stating the obvious. <laughs> oh my gosh. And with that, everybody, thank you for joining us. <laughs> if you like what you heard, uh, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. <laughs> Leave a comment. Leave slurping noises in word form. <laughs> Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know, though, that you love us. However, we'll take more. Leave your comments. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like about this episode. Use it as a form of means of communication wherever you will be listening to podcasts from. If you list, watched it on YouTube or Facebook, still head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Leave us a rating. That It really helps with visibility. And hey, if you really like what we've been doing, head over to ko-fi.com slash Dead and just follow us. Because if you want to get in on the next episode to be in the chat as we record to guide this conversation, you can do so. You will get the link to join us during our recording sessions because, as you know, we do pre-record for your benefit. <laughs> Trust me. When these recordings are over, you will get the unedited episode recording right after we're done, which means you get to see all the things that don't make the cut. And sometimes it's for good reason. <laughs> make sure everyone is following Lazy Gardener and myself. Oh, yeah. Make sure you watch out for contests, caption contests, Photoshop contests, all that kind of stuff because you could win yourself a free subscription to coffee.com slash squawking dead. Right. And what is that? It's a means to get behind the scenes info, our unedited episode recordings, our ability to join us in recording sessions, also like like little perks like our ringtone for free. And actually we, we've been having some really good discussions about rolling out tiers. One of the tiers is which is gonna be pretty cool. We'll talk about it on the post show. So if you have the unedited recording, you would know what we're talking about. So levels of perks, some of which are gonna be pretty major, especially in the top tier. We hope you take advantage of those when they come out. And if you do listen to this unedited recording, you're gonna get gonna get to know what that we're talking about really soon just follow us you'll get you'll be in the know for when that stuff rolls out i've been your host david cameo i'm joined by cobblon09 rachel burt and of course charity aka blazy gardener follow them wherever they wherever podcasts are still no. <laughs> well they have their own links in the videos and descriptions you can follow them there they have their own coffee account so if you like what they're doing with the trivia the caption contest please 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 spare a thought and a penny Ca toss a coin to your bitcher <laughs> And support what they do. Make it happen. They can. They, they'll have better prizes and and cool things coming out. Uh, it, it just makes it so that they can do cooler, cooler things. And and at the very least, follow them there too. Ko-fi.com/slash Blazy Gardener zero one five zero and Ko-fi.com. You guessed it. Slash Cosmo Mom zero nine. Also, uh, stay tuned for trivia coming up sometime this month. We haven't set an exact date, but we will be having a. Uh, TWD and Fear of the Walking Dead um, trivia game coming up sometime in August. 
And if you want to get to know it first, you should be following Blazy Gardner on social media. That's that's the nexus of all things. Giving you the scoop. I'm looking out for you. Thank you for joining us on this ride for Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. I think it's been such a great one, and I cannot wait to rewatch it at some point. At some point. Not this point. It'll be a while. It'll be a couple years. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what Season 7 has in store. Hopefully, we, we will, hopefully there'll be enough time in our watches so that we can actually cover some of the trailers that, that dropped. Uh, if we wait long enough, we can get as much as we can done at the same time. And guess who will be joining us? None other than, you will never guess, Meg the Geek. Good things in store. We'll see you in the next one, and I hope to see you very soon. Uh, probably in the next interview, which will be coming out soon, I hope. Take care, everybody. Have a great one. We'll see you very soon. Good night. <laughs>